and welcome back to Working Out, the podcast where I aim to look at a whole range of subjects that society makes us feel like we should have figured out, but never actually do. I'm Nicole, and today I'm joined by my lovely friend, Beth, who I met through mental health campaigning for, specifically for a campaign for Stop Suicide, which is in partnership with Mind. Um, We're going to touch on that later, but I thought, obviously, best way to kind of kickstart things is for Beth to tell you a little bit about her. Wow, this is scary. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Hi, I'm Beth and I'm a mental health campaigner. I'm a mental health blogger as well. I upload videos every now and then to YouTube. And honestly, I just talk about mental health all the time. Yeah, and I think that kind of leads us nicely into what we're going to be talking about today, (laughs) which is just a lot of mental health. Um, You know, you know a lot I feel like you have mental you have campaigned for quite a long time now and we'll go into that but I feel like there is no better person for me to like talk to the talk about this with and I think it's such a complex subject and it's still something that does need to be pushed so so much um so we're gonna go into you know Beth's journey with mental health you know where she's at in terms of campaigning for it Mm -hmm. YouTube and all those things so we're gonna explore them all and you know, we'll go a bit into my, like, story with it as well and how we met, really, because that's yeah. obviously... It's a good story. It's a good story. <laughs> so let's go start, I guess, from... Yeah, let's start from the very start. When did you first get into mental health campaigning and what did it con- consist of? Well, I think I really properly started campaigning a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, I decided to just join Twitter yeah. It was like a whim, really. I was kind of like, I'm just going to join it and be who I actually am. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, I came up with the name Miss Anxiety. Yeah. Which has had quite a lot of flack since that point. <laughs> I think people think that I chose that name because that was all I was. Yeah. And at that point, my life really was all about anxiety. Yeah. I was anxious every day, basically. Yeah. It was my life and the name really was accurate um so i joined twitter and then through twitter i met lots and lots of people in the mental health kind of arena lots of campaigners and i kind of tagged along with them yeah it's a community that i didn't even know really existed yeah so it was quite incredible to kind of just jump into that world and since then i've done campaigns i've done one with cpsl mind which is a stop suicide yeah. campaign that we did kind of together um, and since then, I've kind of been helping other organisations with their campaigns and just coming up with ideas and, and stuff like that. And it's something you enjoy. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could talk about it forever. Yeah. It's one of those subjects that needs to be talked about, yes. I think. Um, and I just, I love to connect with people and hear other people's stories. Yeah. I think that's also a big thing to kind of speak about in terms of mental health because you know for you you took the route of um twitter and for me i went on instagram and we was talking about this literally minutes ago about how we both kind of were almost drawn towards different platforms but um the same thing stands for both of them 
is there is such a community that you don't actually know exist on these platforms and that is the really wonderful thing about social media um given its flaws this is a great thing from it is that you actually get to meet people that do make you feel like you're not alone in certain situations would you say that's been something that has been really important in your journey with mental health for sure, yeah. Honestly, um, I, I suffer with something called emetophobia, which is like just a really big fear of being sick. Right, yes, sick, like yeah. Vomiting. And um, I was the only person that I knew that had that. Yeah. Um, and I joined Twitter, and obviously the world of Twitter is just huge. And since then, I've met wonderful people that suffer with emetophobia as well. Yeah. And it's been incredible and also heartbreaking, I guess, to hear other people's stories about it and to know that I am not on my own. Yes. It's just, it's been liberating almost. And it has really helped my recovery. Yeah. For sure. I think that's something that I have found really incredible. And in terms of social media, there are lots of things, everyone knows this, that can damage your mental health through it. And there are a lot of problematic things out there for us to consume and be kind of naive and sometimes humanly so to content that is put out there but within all of that there are the opportunity to kind of have that reassurance that you're not alone and there are communities for that in terms of Instagram for me um, I remember there was a real turning point in terms of what I posted and that was when I started speaking a bit more about mental health and actually being very honest about when I had like breakdowns Mm. or anything like that and I remember before that thinking that that will be something that will go into the whole stigma side of it, mm-hmm. essentially. But there were they were things that I thought, well, people think will think I'm attention seeking, yeah, or like trying to like just, you know, like be over the top or yeah. something like that. They're all kind of feelings I've experienced. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I actually was very honest in having a really bad bad day with my anxiety. Um, I got so much response from people being so genuine and lovely and not even just that but people saying I'm so glad I'm not alone like I'm not glad that you're suffering but I'm so glad that this isn't just me and actually it's really nice to see someone be so open about something that felt like was only me and it's a bit like what you said you know before you went onto Twitter you thought that that was something that only you experienced do you think that it's those people that you kind of have to spend your energy in on ter- in terms of social media is that what you need to focus on to feel good or what would you say i think social media is is such a mixed bag isn't it i mean it can be one thing or the other it's, and a lot of people seem to see it as inherently positive or really negative yeah i think focusing on a group of people that are are genuine and want to see you succeed is the best thing yeah. for social media. Yes, definitely. I mean, the, there's always going to be more people following you than you can talk to. Yes, usually. yeah. Um, but if you've got a close-knit group of friends who are supporting you, I mean, that is where the power comes from, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And we was talking about... Um, we was literally in Beth's kitchen minutes <laughs> ago. But we basically said about how we wouldn't have met so many people if it wasn't for social media and that's been really important in my mental health journey um, in terms of my confidence and low self-esteem so I don't actually know where I'd be if I hadn't have met you know some of the people I had met through Instagram 
but I also, you know, it brings us to kind of how we met and how we started, you know, we were at a launch together. When was the launch now? I think that was like May. Gosh. Yeah, I know. That is scary, isn't it? So So do you want to tell everyone a little bit about Stop Suicide and that campaign? Yeah, I mean, that was probably my first proper campaign that I was a part of. Yes. Um, and obviously, I, I wouldn't have got involved with that unless I hadn't met Rob yes. on Twitter. Yes. So it's amazing how these things kind of all feed into one another. Um, but yeah, I kind of approached Rob after he told us about this campaign and I was like, I'd love to be a part of it. Yes. Um, and then I was the next thing I knew, I was there filming with them in January with so many other amazing mental health advocates sharing stories that were very difficult yeah but inherently it was just such a a powerful moment yeah it was kind of us releasing a ton of pain that we'd felt but we were all lifting each other up yeah and it was all to in the idea was to lift others up as yeah well. so that was quite amazing yeah and again similar you know i don't think i would have known rob if i didn't reach out i think i reached out to him mm. Um, just to say, you know, I have an account and I want to do something better with it. Oh, really? I didn't I, th- that. I think that's the way I did it. And then <laughs> I just ended up in touch with Rob. How cool. Yeah, so um, for anyone who doesn't know, because <laughs> yeah. we've not mentioned who Rob actually is. No, we have He works for Mind and yeah. he was a huge part of that campaign. Huge. Do you want to tell anyone about what the actual aim of that campaign was and how people got involved because obviously yeah. you were so so basically I was involved with the campaign in terms of social media and I did a lot of like promotion mm. promotion is probably not the best word but you know I was kind of trying to bring attention to the fact yeah. it was going but you were very much in the back you were there the whole way yeah it was it was such a kind of powerful day we all met and we were filming um it was the whole day basically and we were talking all about kind of the experiences that we'd had with suicide yeah. and there were people there that had lost friends people that themselves had struggled with suicidal thoughts like myself yeah um you know and and it was a really the, the whole point of the campaign was to spread awareness about suicide yeah because we we all kind of know the stats they're just they're everywhere right yeah. now and and it is one of the biggest killers. And I think if it was kind of a campaign about physical kind of body problems, yeah, it would be out there. And this campaign has done an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. it really has. Yeah. And I think, you know, I know we know of it. So, of course, we're going to notice it when we see it. But it really has been out there. Yeah. And it has created more awareness around it. And the whole idea is that you know you talk more openly about suicide but you act ask those direct questions that can change a situation essentially you yeah. know if you don't think someone's okay ask them if they're okay exactly and i think that's an approach that i was kind of not totally aware of before the campaign and i yeah. really thank the campaign for that because yeah. it gave me a different outlook on that issue and i guess for me personally this is something i've spoken about you know, to rob before, I've never experienced suicidal thoughts to the point where I even think I'm going to do something suicidal. Mm-hmm. However, I have had times where I felt like giving up. And I don't know whether they correlate to be the mm-hmm. same things. Because I think, you know, there's a point where, and I, it's, you know, it scares me kind of how you can 
be so down that that is an option that you consider yeah. and that it you know it makes me so sad that anyone is battling with that on their own but also you know there has been times where I've been so low and so kind of in this place that I don't know how to control and I've kind of thought what is the way out yeah. and I remember you know one of the situations I had been in previously I remember driving and thinking I just want to shut my eyes and not open them and I don't think there's anything in me that genuinely thought I was capable of doing something Mm -hmm. like that but there was that moment and it wasn't until the campaign that I realized that actually they are that is a thought that is it yeah and that is enough to be worrying enough to you know to be like actually those thoughts aren't okay yeah it's okay to feel like that but those thoughts you know are damaging exactly and I think that really brought to light for me that actually I had been through those situations and maybe I just thought that that was just me and you know again that whole concept of being alone and not wanting to kind of share those thoughts well it's so easy because those thoughts are so intrusive yes aren't they yeah so it, they're, and they're obviously very personal yes so of course it's gonna feel like it's just you against the world yeah i mean i totally can relate to you i think it was my first suicidal thought that i ever had is the reason i'm in therapy now right i mean i i was in a really really bad place this time last year yeah when winter was starting yeah, like seasonal depression as well is something. Oh my gosh. Don't really talk about, and I'm usually fine throughout the summer and yeah. spring. It's great, and then as soon as the clocks change in the UK, honestly, yeah. Oh my goodness, it's like a switch. Yeah, I I and, remember that last yeah. year. Really? I, yeah, because because I never thought seasonal depression was a. Th- a, th- a thing yeah and when I say that I just mean naively I never knew it impacted me so I never yeah. I never naively so I just never thought about it as a thing but last year was horrendous for me really? I really struggled with last year as soon as the kind of you know ch- like the change of time and mm-hmm. darker nights darker mornings Christmas I just remember it being like a whirlwind like I don't actually remember it yeah so what was it like for you last this time last year? This time last year, I was, I just don't know. I was hit with a bout of anxiety. Right. I also have GAD, generalized anxiety disorder. So that and seasonal depression kind of feed off of each other. Yes, so the yeah. the thoughts get going and then obviously the depression then takes hold and the two of them working together is a nightmare. Yeah. An absolute nightmare. So, and I just remember sat, I was on the floor in my bedroom and I was just sobbing. It's that kind of sobbing where you just know that there's there's no tears necessarily, but it's just like... Heartbreak. Yeah, exactly. Do, does that make sense when I say that? Because yeah. for me, I, I know when I'm low because the pain I feel is like... In your heart. It's in my heart. Yeah. And I've always described it as this. It feels like, you know, like if you was to lose like a partner or, you know, something you really love... The way I feel about that is you feel like you're losing yourself and that's where the heartbreak comes from, mm-hmm. which is quite deep. But oh, I can so relate that. Yeah. That makes so much sense. It is like losing kind of a part of yourself, yes. isn't it? And you're like, please don't do this to me again. Yeah, it's like just you wish you could pull it together, yes. don't you? Yeah. But as everybody knows, nobody can pull it together. No. That no. is the worst like phrase ever. Yes. Along with man up as well. Yeah, that, that is a worse. whole podcast on its own. Well, though, isn't yeah, it? exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
But yes, I, I mean, I was just on my bedroom floor, just sobbing, and I was just like, I, I don't want to be here. I felt almost, I don't know if this makes sense, but I felt uncomfortable in my skin. Yes. And I was just like, just, just get me out. I don't, yeah. I don't like it here. I don't want to be here. I don't know how to fix it. Yes, yeah. And that was kind of my moment. And my fiancé, and I honestly don't know what I would have done without him, he was just like, right, we need to do something about this. Yeah. And without him taking control and him kind of directing me and showing me the route to therapy, I genuinely don't know yeah, what would have happened. happened. And that is such a scary concept because, exactly. you know, fast forward to today, we're yeah. sat in your lovely house. Oh, it's yeah. so warm and, like, it just oozes love. And, ha- like, you yeah. know, you can tell you're in a better place than you were. But it's so scary that you can still... You know what it was like to experience those yeah. thoughts. Yeah. And I think you've touched on something really important there, obviously, with your fiancé and how his support really did make the difference. And I think that's something that is really important to touch on within this because, you know, there needs to be a point where you make sure that the support around you is positive support. Yes. It is so important. Yeah. And I think sometimes you think you're getting positive support when you're not. Yes. I mean, I my parents, I mean, I love them to death. They're amazing. Um, but I think especially they grew up in a time where mental health I mean, it was so taboo. Yes. You know, when I asked my mum about what she thought about it, she thought mental health meant you were locked up. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's scary in itself. Yeah. But they um, were almost giving me kind of a negative reinforcement in terms of my anxiety. Right, I see. How I felt when I was much younger. Um, and now they've, they've been so supportive and they've really kind of learnt. Yes, opened their mind to exactly. actually how it is. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes people can genuinely be trying their best but they don't know yeah you know yeah but i mean i suppose as well on social media sometimes you can get negativity from people yes i mean i've i'm sure you've received negativity as much as i have you know and uh and that can be you really have to take care of yourself yes and take a step back i think and i i definitely can relate to that it must be so frustrating for those people that don't understand it Mm. so particularly you know in a previous relationship i was in that's when my anxiety started to really take a huge increase. Mm. And um, I always knew, I always classified myself as a worrier. Oh, interesting. So I've always done that. Mm. I've always worried, felt like I worried a little bit more than someone else. Or, you know, I thought about something a little bit too much more than someone else. But, you know, sort of start of, well, gosh, it's a while ago now, a few years ago now, but my anxiety started to really heightened it was really heightened um to the point where it really had an impact on that relationship and as much as that person tried to understand I didn't understand so trying to make someone else understand something that you don't even get is confusing as a sentence let alone as an actual situation (laughs) and it can really have a big impact you know they could be the most lovely special person ever but at the end of the day you've got to figure out how you can do it and if they can't figure it out it can't always coincide at the same time exactly there has been points where I can I can completely relate in my relationship where my fiance has literally said to me I don't know what you need yes I feel like it's my fault yeah and I'm willing to let you go in order for you to be happy and find what you need yes and it's it's so hard isn't it because I feel like we're all desperate to understand each other yes sometimes I, I genuinely think 
we, we're not going to understand no. each other. No, yes. But it's about kind of how we're around each other. Yes, and finding energy. yeah, finding those people that, okay, they don't have to understand everything, mm-hmm. but you just need their support exactly. over everything. And I think I definitely relate to you when you say, you know, I remember in that relationship, it was very much like, I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm hindering your progress. And the actual truth of it was different to you you know you've made so much progress in the last year Mm -hmm. um different to you it was that I needed to be on my own and that was what I needed yeah and the minute I put myself back in my own situation where I focused solely on myself that's when I made progress really yeah and it was never you know never ever a reflection of that other person of course but it was that that is now looking back that was meant to happen because actually it was the only way I was going to progress with my mental health and I'm very cautious of that now when I even speak to anybody yeah and like that's something I'm very wary of because I know that I know my triggers now for anxiety yeah and I know where they come from so for me it's very much about being a people pleaser it's very much about gaining acceptance from others before gaining acceptance of myself. Yeah. And yeah. I know that's where it c- comes from. So as you can imagine, going into a new potential relationship or even liking someone or mm. friendships, anything like that, it's very intimidating for me because it feels like I have to start again trying to be... My old self would have had to start again and try to be liked in that situation to feel oh, good. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I think that whole feeling of when you go into something new and you're kind of out of control because, you know, if you like, for example, I'm not in that position at the moment, but if you like someone, you kind of like, well, I want them to like me too. Yeah. And it's a natural situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, totally. to, when you meet someone you like, you're like, I want them to like me too. Mm-hmm. But the problem is my anxiety feeds into that. Yeah. So it will overthink situations that don't exist. So what would you do differently if you were going into a relationship? Like um... Now? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I would still say I don't think I'm ready. Yeah. And I think that's just because maybe it's because I've not met the right person that gels with me, but also maybe it's just because I'm very conscious of what I was like in my last relationship mm-hmm. and how that feeling of not knowing if someone was certain on me yeah. was created from my own mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very cautious of that could happen again. So I think for me now I definitely have that in my mind quite yeah you know quite strongly and I think again it's about you know finding that someone that don't doesn't necessarily take I don't think it's possible for anyone to take away your anxiety it's not possible unfortunately (laughs) it's a shame shame. (laughs) but um it's it's finding that person that I guess I feel comfortable in yeah I feel me yeah definitely and I think anytime I'm striving to be better than what I am Mm -hmm. I know I'm in the wrong situation and I think it's just being like aware of that yes either because that is just the worst that's when you know that things aren't meant to be yes forcing it yes and I think it's a really important that's kind of important in any aspect friendship relationships For if you have to force something, yeah, it's not meant. It's not right. No. I, I saw a great post on Instagram the other day, and it just said, "Stop!" You, like you wouldn't water dead plants. 
And it's like... So true. Oh my God. It was like a mind-blown moment. Yeah. You know those moments? I love that. Yeah. But that is a good thing about Instagram. Quotes. Yes. yes. I, th- I find them so helpful. They are. Yeah, definitely. And they can start your day off right, can't they? Definitely. <laughs> they definitely can. Right. I feel like we've gone on a bit of tangent. I know. Sorry. <laughs> we so knew that was going to happen. We did. Um, <laughs> but let's go back into... I mean, it's all still about mental health, but let's go back into the subject of where you think we are currently with mental health awareness and what you think we need to do mm-hmm. to kind of move forward with it in a, in a positive way. Yeah, that's a good question, actually, because I feel like a lot has happened this year. Yeah. Like, in terms of, of campaigning and the royals especially, like, heads together has been an amazing force. yes yeah um and all the other kind of mental health charities as well they've been huge um in terms of moving forward i think the power is with the people as cheesy as that no sounds. but it's so true i think it's it's everybody coming together everybody acknowledging that they have mental health and everybody kind of being a lot more compassionate to each other i feel like compassion is the the best word for what we need to kind of do to achieve better mental health um and i think we've all kind of been in situations where we've been trying to help somebody and it's just it's getting frustrating and you know you've done your best and you're really trying to help them feel better yeah and you know nothing seems to be working and you start to take it personally yeah um and i think just kind of locking into that compassion and 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 that kind of mindset um is is where we're kind of going going yeah Yeah. I think for me I definitely would second that I would also kind of go touch back on what you said about that we all have mental health yeah and I think what we really need to do to move forward is to understand that although we don't all experience the same issues with mental health it is still our business. Exactly. Because like you said, there's probably a friend that is suffering with something. Mm-hmm. There is probably... No, there definitely is. Oh, for sure. You know, definitely. In your, if you've got a group of five girls, mm-hmm. there are there's probably two, yeah. minimum. Exactly. In a lucky situation, mm-hmm. you know, where there's only two people in that group yeah. that are having experience in mental health issues. The reality of it is, it is our business because, you know, at this end of the day, wouldn't you want to be aware of how you could help someone? If a lo- you know, if a loved one came to you, wouldn't you want to be aware of how you could help them? Maybe even just direct them in the right place. Yeah. I think that's where it's really important for me and that's why the Stop Suicide campaign was a big deal for me mm-hmm. because, you know, my Instagram is very heavily focused on you know, talking about how I feel and how I experience good days and bad days yeah. and a lot about my confidence and that kind of thing and my anxiety. Mm. But I also still feel it's very important for me to touch on suicide. And yeah. that's something that isn't as, you know, it's not something I've been through mm. on an extreme level. But I still feel like it's important that I raise that awareness around it. Yeah. But there's also so many more things within mental health that we don't touch about i mean it is it's quite crazy how how much out there there is you know different illnesses all that kind of thing yeah the minute we all become aware that it can be anybody and it is our business i think that's when we make more progress yeah i mean it does not discriminate 
it doesn't care how old you are, your race, what you, what job you have, you know, it doesn't care whereabouts you are in life. Yeah. And, and that is something that will potentially bring all of us together yeah. in terms of raising awareness. It doesn't matter who you are. No. Everybody's got mental health. And we can all do our part to make exactly. it work a, bit, a lot better. I think it's really important as well in terms of raising awareness you know we have influencers that talk about it and that really does help but even for example um just the slight um so ariana grande Mm. did an interview with bbc one and she spoke about her anxiety not a lot but i think even that she probably doesn't even realize what an impact that has but her just even saying i have anxiety that's huge is huge And I think that's what we need to... We need to be in a place where it doesn't feel like you're talking about a taboo subject. You're just talking about a subject. Yeah, I love that. I think, honestly, in the last couple of years especially, it's like we've realised we are human. Yeah. And it's kind of the age of figuring out what human is. Yes. Which is really interesting and also quite painful at times. Yes, definitely. But, I I mean, just like you say with, like, Ariana, that's that's huge. I didn't even know that. Yeah. But hearing it, it's almost reassuring. Yes. You know? Yeah, and that's, that is why it's so special for when people do open up. We're not just saying, you know, all celebrities need to tell us about their feelings and stuff like that. But what we're saying is that has a huge impact on how everyone else feels about talking about that subject. And obviously with her... You know, I remember I remember watching the interview and she actually said she felt guilty for having anxiety. Really? Because she is one of the luckiest girls in the world. Mm. Yeah. I can I can understand why she must feel like that. Yeah. She has, you know, everything. I suppose she doesn't really have the worries of, you know, work a day people. Yes, yeah. But she still has anxiety. Yeah. And she also, and she was very open on saying, you know, there's some days where she knows she can't go out. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's really you know that brings a lot of light to what you were saying about it does not discriminate Mm. you know yes to one person they will look at her and think you are the most successful woman in the world how on earth yeah could you have anxiety what have you got to be worried about yeah (laughs) and then that's actually when you realize the power of your mind yes and how your mind does not discriminate like you know if you're gonna have a bad day you're going to have a bad day, yeah. whether you've got a million pounds in the bank or not. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, so that's, yeah, I'm glad we touched on that because I think that is huge. It is. And it's definitely how we can move forward. And in terms of compassionate and being more compassionate, mm. it's so important because I still see, and I don't know if it's the same for you, mm. I still see ignorant comments on Twitter yes. yeah. that are so like, they literally make my blood boil. Yeah. It's surprising at times. And I, I think it, it just goes to show we've still got quite a way to go in terms of education. Yes. Um, and education doesn't even just mean sitting down in a classroom and, and having a class about it. Yeah. Education is literally sitting down with somebody who's got a mental illness yeah. and, and talking to them about yeah. it. But yeah, I mean, I've had ignorant comments on Twitter before. I mean, sometimes when I'm feeling anxious, I like to play my piano. Right, I okay. I find it really relaxing. And sometimes I'll post that, you know, yeah. I'll record it and I'll post it on Twitter. Yeah. And one time, uh, one guy commented on it and he said, oh, that, that's really great and all, but um, why are you playing your piano? Like, you must be too anxious to play it. You're obviously doing it for likes. And I was a bit like, oh. That is so bizarre. Yeah, and I've never even thought about it in no, that way. No, <laughs> like, no, 
and I suppose that is interesting, but also it goes to show just how kind of certain people, I suppose people that haven't been through it, don't understand kind of the powers that you have at that point when you're feeling yes. anxious yeah. or, or depressed or or what have you. Yeah, you know? I mean, similar f- experiences for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of... <coughs> I'm about to choke. Oh, okay, don't choke. <laughs> right we're back from normal <laughs> that's always gonna happen I was like maybe I'll edit it out no I can't no. um yeah I've had experiences on my own Instagram so I've had people message me saying but you're happy in your pictures like how can you say you're anxious or they'll say to me but you've posted a picture in your bikini how can you have low confidence or they'll post something like you know you seem like you've got it together, what have you got to be worried about? Mm. And I think they're the comments we need to shift. Yes. Because they're the problem. Yeah, and it's a perception. Yes. I think just going into any conversation with somebody, you should be, or or we could at least try to be more aware that what we see is is not what we... surface. Yes. Exactly. I mean, what, what you're actually getting is about 100 layers under, and, and, you know, eventually we can probably get to that. And I think that's really important because it goes back to that saying never judge a book by its cover yeah, definitely. it's like one of the most famous sayings ever but we still don't listen to it enough <laughs> you know and it, i know it's very self-explanatory but it's so true and yeah. so relevant especially especially with today's like where we are today with social media yeah. because you know yes you could go on my instagram and you could think i have it together but you know i'm sharing a message for a reason yeah I have no reason to lie, you know, like, and I totally understand why those thoughts might happen. But we have to like, again, with perspective, have to sort of realise that within that person, there's layers to that person. And you also are accountable for how much you share with people and how much you feel comfortable with sharing. And that's okay, too. So yeah, okay, I share certain things. But maybe one night when I had an absolute meltdown, like crying, I didn't feel like I wanted to share that. Yeah. And maybe the post I put up four hours ago was me happy in a calf. Yeah. But it, it, it changes. It like changes. <laughs> it does. And yeah. I think, you know, that's again, you don't just take it for face value. You yeah. take it for more than that. And even just trying to be more compassionate with the thought that actually, okay, that's an image of someone happy. Mm-hmm. But that image is still... It's a three-second pose, and actually behind it is a person who has, you know, a mind that is capable of anyone else's. Exactly. A hundred percent. And I I think as well, like, it's easy to scroll through your feed, isn't it? Yes. And and to see happiness and and things that you're lacking in. Yes. But honestly, how I've combated that is I keep, like, a gratitude journal. Right, I love that, yeah. I just love it so much. And at the end of the day, even on the worst days that I have I just make a point even if I some days I have to crawl there yeah and write it yeah but you know I write five things that I'm grateful for and that can be as simple as the energy to brush my teeth yes you know or it can be that I got out for a walk yeah or something like that and and it it kind of almost heightens your frequency of what you take in in a day yes and you really start to see you know the good days that you may not have noticed before, yes you know I think that is so important because I think Especially with us in the UK, we forget how lucky we are to have such basic essentials that are not accessible elsewhere. Very true. And, you know, like you say, when you are having a bad day, 
and you do feel really disclosed and kind of shut down yeah those kind of things really can help yeah just reminding yourself okay you know yesterday i didn't want to get out of bed but today i got out of bed exactly and maybe that's not a big deal to someone else but that's a big deal to you so it's it's relevant and it's yeah. important and it matters of course it does yeah and i think that's when it's a really good idea to maybe log off instagram as well or twitter yeah. because the problem is there's always that element of self comparison that yes. you do without realizing yeah and I think you, like, you know, like, for example, you could have had a really bad Tuesday. Mm-hmm. By the Wednesday, you felt a bit better. You got out of bed. You did some things. You exercised or you, you know, you went to work or whatever it may be. And then you're always going to go on that page or feed and be like, but I'm not doing that. Yes. And then all of a sudden, all that stuff that you felt good about yourself is not as good as you thought it was. Yeah, it's like trying to rebuild a wall, isn't it, almost? And it, of positive things that, you you know, you can say about yourself. And it is easy, you know, when you follow... I mean, I follow so many really good mental health advocates and a lot of them are campaigning and I've kind of taken a bit of a break uh, recently. And just kind of scrolling through, I found myself going, mm, yeah, like, I'm really comparing myself yes, to these people. Yes, yeah. And, you know, I feel less than, almost. Yeah. And... Like, I'm, I'm kind of really struggling to notice that point. Like, where is the point where I should turn off? Yes, I'm yeah. I'm still not quite sure on that Yeah, <laughs> I think that is a journey, though, in itself. Yeah. Because I think the problem with that is when you do that, you lose context for your own situation. Yeah, yeah. So when you're doing that, mm. I, I know it, definitely in terms of what I do. So say, for example, I've decided, right, this weekend, and I know we touched on this earlier, but this weekend... I need to switch off. I need my own time. I need to recharge my batteries. I need to just have some self-care. I need to just chill. I know that that weekend I should not be on Instagram, really. I shouldn't engage with Instagram, should I say, because I am going to see everyone doing amazing things and it's going to make me feel like that time that actually is crucial to me is wasted because you forget the context of your own situation. So I know for me, this last month has been hectic, so busy. I've been doing so much. I've been meeting new people, you know, like like what we're doing today. I've been going out, driving to places, you know, doing different projects. Lots and lots has been going on. And I don't remember having a minute to myself within that time. Not really. Wow. And, you know, not what I would consider enough time to yeah. recharge my own batteries. Yeah, good self-care. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, it's it's kind of important to me that I make sure I put that side time aside. But I know that I could easily go on Instagram on that day that I put some time aside and then go, well, they're doing this and I've wasted this day. But what you do when you're doing that is you forget, okay, for the last three weeks, I've done this, I've achieved that, I've gone out here, I've met this person, I've recorded yeah. this. Because the context is gone because the self-comparison comes in. Mm-hmm. It's like, it is so true, and it's my favourite quote, but self-comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. It's the best yeah. quote ever, but it's so true. The minute you self-compare, mm-hmm. you you lose all that joy inside you because yeah. you lose context of everything. Yeah. It's a really tough lesson to learn, isn't it? Yes. Like, do you think, I mean, I feel like you're further on that journey than I am. Like, where, like what, at what point did you really realise <sighs> about self-comparison? Um, I think... For me, because and I know we spoke about this, but 
I had a fitness Instagram to start with, yeah. which is so heavily influenced by self-comparison. Mm. Uh, you know, whether it's you're working out like someone else, you're looking like someone else, you have abs like someone else, yeah. you're eating food like someone else. Oh it's so heavy on mm. that community. And I think that's where, and I think I mentioned this to you earlier, where my yeah. journey's probably been sped up a little bit because yeah. I've been so exposed to it on such a degree where I've gone, actually... So I'm doing this, I'm having this account, I'm sucked into all this self-comparison, yet my therapy and learning about myself has taught me that I have low self-esteem and I'm a people pleaser and I have all them traits of someone with low self-esteem. The two can't go hand in hand. And I think that's just a conscious effort of me getting away from it and removing it. So I will unfollow anyone that makes me self-compare a really good rule yeah i like that yeah and so just to kind of put that into perspective at the start of this year i probably followed 600 accounts i now follow 200 wow yes that really does put it in perspective and i think the thing you will find you know if you ever choose to do those things and it's a bit like what you said about when you speak to people with other similar things that they've gone through as you you find it liber- liberating yeah. and that's what those kind of things did for me it was like right I'm getting me back I'm focusing on me yeah. this is what I need to do to be happy it. and yeah. it is such a journey and that's not to say I can't I might not go on Instagram tonight and see something and be like oh this is awful I feel you know I feel yeah. crappy you again still go there, I yeah suppose. I still yeah. I've not figured it out but I see other people that you know similar to how you feel with me and you're like oh you feel like I, I'm further on in the yeah. journey than you I still see people where they're I'm like but they're way further on than me yeah. but it's that self-comparison again isn't so it so easy isn't it yeah so easy but I suppose like another way of combating that is kind of that self-love yes which I always thought sounded so cheesy yes but it's so important <laughs> it's vital yeah I mean to to being successful in what you want to be successful in yeah or even just kind of being happy in your own skin yeah like self-love I, I really wish that they kind of taught that yes almost. I feel like I need kind of a step-by-step guide. no but I'm serious <laughs> yeah no but I'm so with you because I feel like it's the one thing I've I just even though I'm trying to learn about I have no clue how to get there yeah even now like yeah okay I can give you some tips on how I've got to a better place but Mm. I'm still nowhere near where I want to be and it's quite interesting because that kind of being aware about how unhappy I can be in my own skin you know how I can wake up one day and be like I hate how I look or I don't like how I feel this way I think that's really interest interested me into why I feel like that and although that's not helped me on my journey massively Mm. it has made me shift what i class as success which you just mentioned so even to the point where I remember when I was in the gym one day and by this point I'd got over that whole phase of trying to look like someone else I'd tried to you know try and work out like someone else try and achieve someone else's body like that (laughs) all that kind of stuff and they said to me what do you want to achieve and I said I just want to be happy and like (laughs) oh that touched me that really got me but I but that's my that's everything in life that's not just me you know in terms of you know I'm very aware of how self-comparison manifests in my mind but that is really all I want from life I do not care how much money I have in the bank and I know that can sound really terrible because I'm in a position where I do have money in the bank so to someone else yes okay it can bring a happiness but when I say happy I mean ultimate 
happiness in your own skin. I mean, feeling like you are here for a reason, you have a purpose. On a deeper level, I just, that is my goal. Yeah. And I think I kind of get into a bit of a routine of like pushing aside anything that doesn't fit into that goal. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to Instagram for me, which is so self like it's such a minefield for self-comparison and confidence and that kind of thing, I remove anything that's going to get in my way with that goal. And that's me being selfish, but rightly so. Yes. Do you know what I mean? There's a certain level of of kind of self-awareness, isn't Yes, yeah. As well, like... You deserve to create that environment where you can thrive. Yes, yeah. It's so important. Yeah. But I don't think, I mean, I certainly didn't realise that you kind of have to cultivate that environment yourself. Yes. I always thought, well, it's kind of luck of the draw. What yeah. environment you're born into is what you are. You don't realise your your own power. Exactly. You you know, you have so much ability. We all do. Yeah. You know, and, and it's... It's powerful to kind of almost awaken to that. I'm sounding very hippie now. No, but I like it. (laughs) It's literally the same page as where I'm on. Like, we do have the power to change things. Mm. It depends on where you are in life to how powerful you feel to change those things. And I think that's, again, going into mental health and where you personally are on your own journey. Yeah. Um, But (sighs) we've gone into a lot. We have. We've gone deep. We've gone deep. <laughs> and I'm not even going to know what to title this. <laughs> it's a bit of everything. It's a bit of everything mental health, I feel. It really is. But yeah. I think we just wanted to give an insight into, you know, what it might be like to um, be an advocate for mental health. And if that is something you're even thinking about or yeah. even just becoming more aware for your mm. own mental health sake, yeah. you know, how social media can have an impact on that and yeah. how our own journeys have differed and what we've gone through and I guess really it is just a whole lot of mental health in this podcast but yeah. we've enjoyed it haven't we oh, I've loved it. <laughs> absolutely I oh, keep God. going yeah that's the thing I'm like right we should probably stop but we Bring could probably back. go again <laughs> um and this is like pro- this is like after we've had like a two-hour conversation I know, I know. <laughs> there's so much to talk about though yeah completely we'll, I loved it and we'll definitely like finish this and be like oh we should have mentioned that yes always. it always happens doesn't always. it um, oh, so where you. can people find you if they're looking to just like talk about mental health or just kind of get in with the community? Yeah, I mean, I love to chat. I chat to everybody who messages me. So if you want to come and have a chat, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my name is at Real Miss Anxiety. And I'm also on Instagram, although I'm still not really sure how to use it. <laughs> and that's the same uh, handle there as well. And also my YouTube channel, which is Miss Anxiety. Yeah, as well. I love your YouTube videos. Oh, thank They've you. helped me a lot, I thank must say. <laughs> yeah, so that is kind of everything. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I've loved it. It's been so good. Do you feel good now? Yeah. These I'm things are like, yeah, yeah, you feel like uplifted. I've got a lot of energy now. Yeah. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> um, that is everything for working out this week. It's been a pleasure having Beth on my show. If you like this video, video? <laughs> We're on the video. Let's rewind. Yeah. YouTube took me on like a... I know. Yeah. Uh, if you liked this podcast, <laughs> then please rate and view review as that will really help me. And yeah, I really hope you've got something from this episode whatever it may be and I hope it's brought to light a conversation about mental health that needs to be had so I will see you in my next podcast thank you so much for listening bye guys bye